Hey everyone, welcome to Elevate. I am excited that you are here tonight. I know there are a lot of places that you could be, and you chose to spend your time here tonight, and for that I want to personally thank you. Uh, my name is Jason, and I am the lead minister here at Elevate. And for those of you that don't know, Elevate is a ministry for Huntsville and North Alabama's college-age students and professionals. We exist to introduce you into authentic relationship with Jesus and to teach you how to live a life that is elevated. I'm excited because tonight we are starting a new series called Summer Love. In this series, we're going to discuss topics that I know are near and dear to most of you. And that is dating, sex, love, and marriage. Now, while I am no relationship expert or counselor, believe it or not, I do have some experience in this realm. Just take a look at my beautiful wife over there, who many of you know, Megan. If I could convince her, who is way out of my league, to marry me, then you know that I must have some sort of advice or wisdom that I can give you all tonight. So first, let's start with what not to do when it comes to dating, and that is pickup lines. Here are some pickup lines that are ill-advised. Well, actually, all of them are ill-advised, but uh, here are some that are really ill-advised but should provide a good laugh. So the first one, want to come over and Netflix and Bible study? All right, um... I was looking through the book of Numbers, and I realized yours wasn't in it. Now, call me crazy, but I think your spiritual gift is good looks. I wouldn't mind greeting you with a holy kiss. And finally, my favorite, just for the city of Huntsville, or the people from Huntsville, uh, if I was the city of Huntsville, I would give you a beautification award. Alright, so I know those were pretty bad, but all joking aside, I realize that there are people here that are in different stages of life. Some of you are single, some of you are dating or engaged, some of you may be married or have been in the past. So with that in mind, I do want to address those that are in the different stages of life, but also want to encourage you to listen carefully and intently if you are not at the stage that I am currently addressing. To drive this point home, do you know anyone that has had one of those nightmarish first date stories? Well, I was the cause of one of those. So to start off, we had arranged to meet at the restaurant, which, Dating 101, always pick up your date. Don't arrange to meet anywhere. But because of Atlanta traffic, I showed up 40 minutes late to this date. Now, surprisingly, she was still there when I showed up. We were at this place called Genghis Grill. And for those of you that don't know, this is a place where you get a bowl and you fill it up with meats and vegetables and stuff, and then they cook it on the grill for you. Now, for those of you that don't know me, I like to get my money's worth. So I proceed to fill this bowl to the max. Like, I'm tetrising the meats in there and the vegetables to the point where... It was overflowing, and they deliver it to us, and because it's a date and you can't take leftovers on a date because that looks cheap, 
I proceed to eat the entire thing. Now, after dinner, we decide to head to a coffee shop, and things are not settling well in here. And I literally had to pull over into a gas station because I couldn't make it the additional five minutes to the coffee shop. And I had to run in and use the bathroom. Now, needless to say, that relationship did not work out. And I tell this story because as you move through your dating life, there are going to be times when you're single and times when you're dating and times when you can go from single to dating to single again fairly quickly. So, until you are married, you never know when you may enter into a different stage of life. So it is important to listen to advice and be prepared for when and if you do. I was going to have all the single people raise their hands, but I will spare you guys and let you you guys figure it out over coffee and cookies afterwards. But what I do want to take a moment to address those of you that are single. First off, I just want to encourage you. I know that it can be hard. I was there. When it seems like all of your peers seem to be dating or getting engaged or married, that is hard. I went to school at University of Tennessee, and it seemed like students were getting engaged and married by their junior year in college. And so here's my word of encouragement to you. You never know when or if you have already met that person that will move you from single to dating to marriage. You could even meet them here tonight. Who knows? An example is, I knew my wife for 10 years before we started dating. But once we started dating, we knew early on that we were headed towards marriage. And so my word of encouragement is that it only takes finding one. And you never know if or when you have already met that one. My second piece of advice for you is that while you are single, you should not waste this time. You have a unique opportunity to train yourself up to become a man or woman that God desires for you to be, which may one day make you a better husband or wife for your spouse. Let me repeat that. While you're single, you have a unique opportunity to train yourself up to become a man or woman that God desires for you to be, which may one day make you a better husband or wife for your spouse. And here's the honest truth that a lot of you may not like to hear. Maybe you are single because God is protecting a significant other from you. If God were to give you a relationship, He knows that you may throw your dependence on the other in an unhealthy way. Or maybe you're addicted to porn and God knows that you will put your lust and your actions on that significant other. You have some work to do on yourself before he blesses you with someone else. Thirdly, maybe God has you single because it is his desire for you to do kingdom work that you will be unable to do while married. Once you get married, with that comes certain obligations and responsibilities and time 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 constraints which may hinder the ability to do certain types of kingdom work that God desires for you. And so, maybe you are single because it is His desire for you to do kingdom work 
that you will be unable to do while married. And finally, I feel that this needs to be said tonight. God does not promise or guarantee that you will ever find a significant other. It is possible that you don't. Or that you don't within a timeline that you wish. That is why it is important during this time of singleness to find your identity, your self-worth, and completeness in Christ. And here's the truth. That doesn't change once you get married. Whether you're single or you're married, you need to have your identity, self-worth, and completeness in Christ. A wife or a husband won't fulfill that for you. All right, moving on. Who here has done their taxes? Show of hands. All right, all right. I see the rest of you were like me before I got married. I waited until the last possible moment to get them done. Well, when doing taxes, has anyone noticed that you really only have two choices when filing? You can file your taxes as single or you can file your taxes as married. There is no option for filing taxes as dating. The reason for that is because until you are married, there is really very low commitment in dating. It doesn't matter if you've been dating your significant other for a week or multiple years or months or whatever. Until you say, I do, you can do something or they can do something and the relationship can be over like that. We have all either given or received those texts that are like, hey, we need to talk. When you get those, you know what's coming. Maybe it's a surprise. Maybe you felt that it was coming all along. But regardless, you can go from dating to single in an instant because of the low commitment involved in dating relationships. The reason why the government doesn't allow you to file your taxes as dating is because there is no real commitment in a dating relationship. Jesus in John 14 had this to say, All who love me will do what I say. My Father will love them, and we will come and make our home with each of them. To put this in layman's terms, if you commit to Christ by doing His commands, Christ will become intimate with you. In Atlanta, I had a mentor. His name was Miles Welch. And he put it this way. Commitment first, intimacy second. The issue is, however, that when we are in a dating relationship, in our minds we fabricate a false sense of security and commitment around dating relationships, which often lead to physical, spiritual, and emotional intimacy that God intended and reserved for a marriage relationship. Too often when dating, you mistake chemistry for commitment and infatuation for intimacy, which creates unhealthy relationships. Oftentimes, these mistakes lead to actions and feelings <clears throat> that God intended for a marriage relationship. Let me repeat that. Too often when dating, you mistake chemistry for commitment and infatuation for intimacy, which creates unhealthy relationships. 
Oftentimes, these mistakes lead to actions and feelings that God intended for a marriage relationship. So what are some practical ways that we can form and create healthy boundaries in dating relationships? The first, I think, is to be intentional with your time with each other. Have you ever had that friend that disappears when they start dating someone only to reappear, you know, a few weeks, months, or a year later when the relationship is over? During a a dating relationship, there should be intentionality with how and how often you spend your time together. Dating is a time to get to know the other person, and that happens with intentionality. Your time together should have meaning and should be moving the relationship forward. You should be going on dates, you should be having meals together, have planned time together, etc. You should not be hanging out alone, studying in the apartment or watching Netflix, especially after midnight. Nothing good happens after midnight, right? And so if you are spending so much time together that you that your other relationships suffer as a result, you are probably not being intentional with your time and are opening the door for unhealthy intimacy. Another way to create a healthy relationship is to be open about physical boundaries with each other. You have to be direct and honest. A lot of these sermons or lessons will tell you here is the line that you should not cross. I'm not going to stand up here and say where that line is. I will tell you that there are certain pleasures that God intends for marriage, but God also isn't concerned with whether you cross physical lines. What he is concerned with is the intention and purity of your heart. 1 Samuel 16, 7 says this, But the Lord said to Samuel, Don't judge by his appearance or height, for I have rejected him. The Lord doesn't see things the way you see them. People judge by outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. God isn't concerned with physical lines. He's concerned with the intention and purity of your heart. The truth is, you could commit to not even hold hands or kiss or hug your significant other, yet still lust after them in an unhealthy way. And what a shame it would be if they received your lust instead of your heart. God isn't concerned with a line. He's more concerned with the purity of your heart. Another thing is, If you're willing to compromise your values while dating and cross physical boundaries while dating, you are in a way telling the other that in the heat of things, I'm okay with compromising my values for immediate pleasure. And that mentality, who's to say it will change even after you get married? So by compromising values while dating, you're training yourself to have a mentality that is more susceptible to cheating and affairs. Finally, I, I want to end tonight by addressing the different groups of people that are here and you know, say some things that I feel God wants you to hear and take away from this lesson.
So to the guys, first, be a man. When asking a girl out, don't text them or shoot them a DM. Go up to them in person and say, I am interested in getting to know you better and want to take you out on a date. Then give them space to say yes or no. And if they say no, respect that decision. Don't take it personally. You haven't even gone on a date yet. Don't get your feelings hurt, whatever. But be direct with them. And by being direct, it leaves no confusion and no room for interpretation. Another thing, guys, is chivalry isn't dead. Be a gentleman. Like, I still open the car door for my wife, and I probably will until I can't anymore. And it's not because I don't think she can open the car door for herself. That's not it at all. I just, that's one way that I can show show respect to my wife and that I care for her and that I still want to be a gentleman towards her. And so, be a gentleman. Pick up the tab every once in a while. Open doors for her. Give her your coat. Ship, display chivalry. All right, moving on to the ladies here tonight. I don't complain about there being no nice guys out there, but only date the bad ones. If you turn down all the nice guys, guess what? You're not gonna find a nice guy. It takes a lot for. A guy to ask you out, especially for nice guys to ask you out, because they're more sensitive. That's why they're nice. They they take things more personally. And so I'm not saying you have to lead them on. Don't lead them on. But what I am saying is give them a chance every once in a while. You may be pleasantly surprised, especially if you keep on dating bad guys and you're complaining that there aren't any nice guys out there. Give a nice guy a shot And finally, to the ladies, being single is better than being in a toxic relationship. It is not your job to change anyone. If they are abusive physically or mentally, or if they are constantly pressuring you to compromise your sexual values, then you need to get out of that situation. Come talk to me, or if that's uncomfortable to you, you know, go find my wife. And we can get you the help you need and point you in the right direction. So finally, the last group I want to address are those that maybe feel like they've already royally screwed up this whole dating thing. Maybe you're currently in a relationship and as a couple you know it isn't where God desires for it to be. Maybe you've been in past relationships and you know that it wasn't where God wanted it to be and and you did some things that you know wasn't in God's plan, here's my word of encouragement for you tonight. I know that my Lord and Savior didn't come so you will feel shame for your past or current sins and actions. I'm not going to stand up here and say that there aren't going to be consequences for those actions. We all know that actions come with natural consequences. That's just part of it. But what I will tell you is this. God loves you and nothing you do or have done in the past will ever make him ashamed of you. So if that is you tonight, I just want you to know that you are loved 
And there is no judgment here. This is a safe place. If you are feeling shame for your past actions, that isn't coming from Christ. That is coming from Satan. And the good news is that Christ offers complete forgiveness to you. But not only that, he offers you victory over your past, current, and future sins that may enter into your life. He gives you the chance to no longer be the sum of your sins, but instead find new identity with him. So if that is you tonight, and you haven't accepted that forgiveness but want it, come find me or my wife, and we would love to talk to you more and walk you through on how to gain that freedom and forgiveness. So I I know that tonight was a whirlwind and we kind of rushed you through all of this. And so I just want to end tonight. I think it's appropriate to end tonight spending some time in prayer over you. Like I said in the beginning, you know, this is a safe place. Some of you aren't quite sure what this whole Christianity thing is about. And that's okay. Participate in this prayer if you want or don't. Like, there's no shame. But I just want to, I feel like I need to end tonight and some time praying over you guys as you navigate through dating and relationships. So if you guys could bow your head.